Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Our Love cast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined, as always, by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that made me laugh today. Um, If you're new to the Love Hour, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, The Love Hour is the podcast that we talk where we talk about life, love and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk about real life events. We draw on our own personal experiences and sometimes we draw on pop culture. Yes, we do. So today is going to be more of a pop culture topic. But before we get into that, we always start with a this or that. That or this with Kev and Liz. Why are you fighting it? Because I created the title and the name that nobody likes it. No, you. You're the one no, who started the, the change.org the people petition. In the comments are with me. You started the petition. Do a poll on the Love Hour. Uh, Can you do story. that? Serena, do a poll on the Love Hour story and say, should it be called this or that or that and this with Kevin Liss? And whatever the people decide, we'll move forward with that. Henceforth, now and forevermore. It's time for that or this with Kevin Liss. Today's that or this with Kevin Liss. Is this pick my side, people? Would you rather fly middle seat, main cabin, okay, back row, international Delta Airlines to London or middle? Oh, that was all one, it's all one, okay, or your favorite seat on a two hour flight on Spirit? Oh, oh. Why? <laughs> I, know. I know. I met a spirit flight attendant. Oh, you were you on the road with us this weekend? She was so nice, Aww. but she was in line flying Delta. That's funny. <laughs> with her spirit uniform on. By that the way. is hysterical. She was like, "Yeah, we do this sometimes to help each other out." She's uh, like, "I seen your little video." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I never made it. I did made it." <laughs> Um, okay, what are you choosing, Melissa? Am I choosing... Me to re- re- no, 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 I know the options. Hold on. I am probably going with long-term comfort. So the London? I'm going with London middle Ten seat. hours. Yeah. Ten hours. Over two hours on spirit. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have it backwards in my head. Say the thing again. International. International. LA to London. Middle seat on Delta. Main cabin. Back row. Near back, the back row doesn't room. make a difference for me. You're all tiny. Yeah. It makes a huge difference for oh, me. Oh, okay. That doesn't. I'm like, who cares? I don't care. 10 hours. Okay. London Heathrow. What up, UK? Or a two-hour flight on Spirit. Whatever so the, seat you want. So the option is, which would I rather do? Yes. Okay. So my so I would rather... What's wrong with Spirit? Their seats are like this. Everything. Huh? Where am I flying? From London to where? Like San Diego or Slovenia? LA to London. No, on Spirit. 
from here, from on Spirit from L.A. to Seattle, two and a half hours. Oh, I'm just going to Seattle. Two and a half hours. Oh, I'll take Spirit. It's fine. I'll live. Would you? Yeah, because it's not that uncomfortable. This is the oh, thing. But this, it is. No, no, no. See, this is the thing. Number one, because I am a woman and I am tiny, I'm usually in the middle seat anyway. Sexist. And I'm all no. This is a fact. <laughs> um, and this might be sexist though, but it's still a fact. Men are very inconsiderate, and they sit with their legs wide open and their arms like this. She's, she's so not talking even, about men. She's talking about man. Me being mad. Yes, facts. Uh, we got balls. I don't we care. We can't close so our legs. Even no, when, no, no, no. You need to I'm care. not done. I'm you not done. You got no, line. You got a line. You no. can put your legs together. We got balls. The balls be like, ah, ah, I need to be out. So then that means I'm uncomfortable. So that means technically even when I'm on Delta, when I'm sitting next to you, I'm really on spirit anyway. I'm literally sitting like you just described and, right now. And the seats on airplanes are way closer. Mm-hmm. So I end up, and then there's always a man right here. This is why... I don't know if you guys know this story, but um, when I went to go visit whoever, it doesn't matter. Um, I was, I had the window seat mm-hmm. and a man comes in, he sits in the um, aisle seat and then this other guy comes in and he sits in the middle seat. And in that moment, I was like, really, Melissa, you should switch seats with him because I know, but literally this is a conversation I had with myself. They're huge dude. Well, one of them was kind of, he was like a um, middle-aged white dude. He was kind of big. The other guy was kind of big-ish, but I'll tell you who it was in a minute. So anyway, I'm like, I should switch with him. They're going to be so uncomfortable. It's so much easier for me to sit in the middle so they can have space. Literally, that's a thought. And then I was like, no, I am not. I'm going to sit right here. I paid for my seat. I bought my ticket early. I chose the seat. I deserve to sit here. But literally, I had to have that conversation with myself. Why would you think about their comfort? You don't know them, man. Because I'd just be trying to be nice. But as it turns out, the man who was in the aisle, I told you this, Mm -hmm. was Mace. Mace and Betha. Mace, 90s. R&B legend or um, hip hop legend. Mm -hmm. Sitting there, and so when we were about to take off, he's like, "So you're the one who got the um the window seat," and I was like, "Yep." And what Harlem World? I did, I did. Now Harlem Shake to that. <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> that I did not like switch, but literally, that was that's like, so funny that you that thought even crossed your did, mind. Then people could have been I two seven hundred pound ba- men battled not bad. doing it for a good probably three to four minutes. Let me tell you how long I would have battled. Never thought about it. <laughs> That thought, you thought about something for four minutes. Yes. That w- the thought would, my mind, my outer mind chilled would have been like, boy, you crazy. <laughs> that is not my problem. Y'all got to be uncomfortable. But I'm also big. Yes. But I also paid my money. Yeah. I wish you would. Can so you what switch? are you choosing? Spirit is like if jail had seats <laughs> that flew, that would have that amount of comfort. No comfort. There is no comfort. Their little tray is like a little trough for feeding. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. No snack situation. No snack. No comfort at all. No. I would rather walk to London <laughs> than fly Spirit for free. I would rather sit in the bathroom the entire flight from L.A. to London. Have other people have to come in Wait, and I have but to the, leave But the every Spirit time. flight is only two I hours. I don't care. I would have to step out. Somebody goes and poops. You're, you can go back in. I would go in with the poop smell and be like, wow, you just, that's a lot of broccoli for a person. <laughs> Sit in that bathroom seat, then to fly for free on spirit. That's a strong conviction. I had the absolute worst flight ever. On spirit. In spirit's defense, I had no idea how they worked. Yeah, They're they a low-cost airline. 
made for small, thin people who have no clothes <laughs> pre- to travel with. The only way I'd go on spirit is that is part of I, their marketing campaign. If you're under 112 pounds, <laughs> we are for you. My butt didn't recover for the two, three days. I put it in my rider. If you fly me on spirit, I'm not coming. You should. For that, you should. Yes. Because that's just disrespectful. I had to help them jumpstart the plane. I had to pull my car around. I plugged up the red and black core. They opened up the engine. I plugged it up to my Toyota. I was like, this, I didn't even know they had the same thing. They was like, let it run for 10 minutes. They turned the airplane on. And then I still had to pay full price. (laughs) (laughs) Parked my car back at the airport. Just to give the plane a job. That's so, so stupid. Sorry, Spirit. Your flight attendants are up, very nice. Spirit. We want to be your uh, no, brand ambassador. No, what? <laughs> to tell they you, couldn't pay me enough. Tell you how to fix your stuff. They couldn't pay me enough. But Delta hit us up for now, real. Now, Delta? Holla <laughs> at your boy. Delta hit it. No, I want them to hit us up. They the have The only it. thing I have to say nice about Spirit is the flight attendants are great. They have to be met. because they know they're about to deal with complaining Absolutely. people all day who just got nickel and dimed their way into the Absolutely. seat to begin with. And I'm sorry, Spirit, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> Cute so Demi Lovato. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I love that song. Okay, so that's your final answer? Yes. My, I've, I'm still sticking with Spirit. Yeah, you're tiny. Yeah, and I generally... I'm always uncomfortable in planes. No pay, yeah, you live that uncomfortable life. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. I've been... I've been this is a little, I'm going to just take a little second here. I was flying with the guys on tour, okay. and I was like, "Man, when I fly by myself, Delta was always bumping me oh, out to yeah. first class." And I what said, you hey, do? I called Diamond Medallion. What they you say? Know we got a special line. And how long they got to call? Oh, how long? one minute they got to answer. They got a whole sixty medallion. seconds. And I be timing my phone. You do too. Forty three seconds. Hello, Mister Fat. Oh, it almost was a minute. <laughs> Y'all was finna talk to somebody on the Diamond Medallion. I said, "Hey, Diamond people, why ain't been getting bumped up?" This is how I hold myself. <laughs> Hi, why ain't been getting bumped up? Oh, Mr. Fredericks. You got to move the rope, Kev, the the (laughs) court. (laughs) Looks like you've been traveling with a group of people. And basically, I'm not going to hold this up the whole time. (laughs) Basically, the way it works is we can, we try to bump your entire group Mm -hmm. up. We can't bump your entire group up. Then we don't. No one gets a bump up. I called them and said, remove me from them. No, you called me. No, I'm talking about the the ones we already had. I called them. Take me out. (laughs) Put Tony, Josh, Doughboy, the rest of them. On their own. On the regular. I said, Lissa, when you book the travel, separate your boy so I could get upgraded. I get on before Tony to hear Josh and them. Desi, Josh. Oh, they walk past me. I've got champagne <laughs> and a flute. Oh, Wait, hello. Joshua, what is your status? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, they changed it. I think mm-hmm. he's gold, though. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. he sits in Comfort Plus. Got you. Yeah, Delta split it out. Yeah, they did. They was like, we need. Yeah, some they more did separation. start. Yeah, but um, yeah, and I that was a little selfish, but also not at selfish at all <laughs> because that was my situation with you and Mace. But, I felt bad. I was like, man, I, I oh, want to sit yeah. with the guys, but they. And then I sat in first class, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I mean, if somebody, if one of us could do it, they would want me to have this. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that so that's your. That. Yes. Okay, so T 
today. That was funny. Thank you for the question, Kevin. You've You're been welcome. coming up with good ones. Uh, I'll take over that or this if you'd like. Okay, you can. Okay. I think you come up with good ones. Um, Tish, by the way, who's our graphic designer, just sent me the um, Love Hour flyer. Sweet. I'm Posting super it excited. After. Yeah, I'll post it after. Okay. Um, okay, so anyway, today what we're going to be talking about is the TV show, This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the R&B episode. Yes, which aired last Tuesday. Um, correct. And concluded a season-long arc that was heavy on Beth and Randall's marital troubles. It was. And very much enjoyable. It was. It was very enjoyable to watch. And just honestly, um, shout out to the writers to tackle a subject that is... Nuanced! It's so nuanced. It's so real life. Um, and shout out, honestly, who, by the way, we saw Randall today. We got Sterling our- K. Brown was... With us at Global Entry, Melissa attacked me because I was looking at my phone. He's always on his phone. He never sees stuff. He walks through the door and we're literally like sitting like this and he opens the door and the door is like literally right there. So I'm looking down. He comes in and I look up, look at him, look down. And then I'm like, nope, that was Sterling K. Brown. Look up again. So I looked up again and was like, and so he just kind of smirked like, yeah. She so, stabbed me in the leg with a prison so shank. he like grabs his son. <laughs> I go, I'm like, and so he's just looking. I'm like, so finally he got to see. He black guy head nodded me. Yeah. First of all, the whole waiting room recognized I know. Him. Super awkward for him. It was. It was he, like, hey, like, I like you. I like you. Hey, I like it. The guy I, was like, I like I um, watch it. Do you have an appointment? He says, yes. What's your last name? He's like, Brown. And then someone's like, I love your show, by the way. Me too. Me too. Me too. We watch. We watch. I felt so awkward for him. And there was all white people in there too. <laughs> yeah, it was. And that's so, legit famous. Um. So anyway, he ended up being taken to a private room. And for whatever reason, I had to go to like the herded room. Room with all the other people and Kev got to go to the secret room as well and got diamond to spend. medallion um global entry does not have diamond medallion and I shook his hand and I said hey man big fan of I've, I've loved everything you ever acted in you're my favorite actor and he was like oh thanks man um you're gonna make me cry and I was like hoster ah, <laughs> don't cry and I gave him a hug and I rubbed him on the head and I said, I right, literally can't. But it was super weird because we just binged the whole season. Literally. And he just walked in. And, he, by the way, physically fit. He's super strong. He gave the full black man dap up. I did the back pat. His back was like, what's up? And I was like, wow, you're very much stronger. <laughs> but uh, it was super cool. Uh, so just random aside. And I decided this is a little dark, but I don't mean it to be. People admire, I'm never going to ask for a picture, hardly ever, but if I admire you, I will say what's up and say, because I met Nipsey, I, I did Black Guy Head and I with Nipsey at the airport one time, mm-hmm. and I should have said, you know what, man, I admire what you're doing, and when he passed, I was like, I missed that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So for Sterling, I was like, I'm not missing that opportunity. I never groupie out or anything yeah. like that, but if I really like your work, I will tell you, hey, man, hey, woman, mm-hmm. hey, woman sounded bad, but hey, person, I like it. Yeah, that's nice. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Um, okay, so the... Um, episode okay so this season's arc so i'm gonna try to like hit yeah truncated and then we can kind of get into it okay so over the course of the season in case you're unaware of the show which if you are i highly recommend that you watch these things um this episode or this season particularly was really good um so anyway sterling k brown plays rando he is married to susan kaleche watson i knew he was gonna do it that's why i just pointed to him (laughs) um and her name is beth in the in the show and um he 
Randall is going through, he's going through kind of a lot of life transitions, trying to find himself, trying to make sure that he honors the legacy of his biological dad and his adoptive father. Mm -hmm. So in the course of um, trying to honor their legacy, he finds himself doing these different things. He bought like a hotel. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, we are going to talk about it. Oh, yes. If you haven't seen the episode seasons, if you need to watch it, do what you got to do. Turn turn this off here yeah, now. We're talking about all the episodes. Yeah. Up in, the season just ended last night, so we're talking about all the episodes up until now. Yeah, okay. so that was very good. Thank you. Very, very good. Spoiler alert. Don't be mad. Cut this off now. Turn on something else. Um, like Aska or Righteous and Ratchet. Um, so anyway, um, he's trying to honor the legacies of his bio dad and his adoptive father. So in this particular season, he is trying to honor his... Um, bio dead adoptive adopted okay because he was saying his dad took action and he wanted that's right thank you you're absolutely right so he's trying to honor his adoptive father so he goes to the city and he realizes that there's some things in the city that need to be um, changed and revised and like you know just brought up to par potholes different things so he's talking to the city councilman he doesn't do anything hasn't done anything for all of these years so he decides i'm going to run mm-hmm. okay such at, a dreamer yes at the same time that this is happening um beth gets fired yep kind of around the same time period beth gets fired from her job so while she is fired she's trying to find herself and he's like she's not really having any luck finding a job so he's like join my um my campaign trail and she's like okay so she does that she um joins the campaign trail and she what happens with how she ends up changing she was giving him a lot of ideas okay and he said all her ideas were good. oh this was such a good point so she's giving him all of these like campaign ideas he's talking to his actual um campaign manager and um the campaign manager and beth don't get along right Ooh, child. so they don't get along and because of that tension he meaning randall has to decide who he's gonna side with yeah he chooses his wife, rightfully so. But the problem was that he chose her even in um, times when she was wrong. Yes. And so she was. She overhears this conversation, so she confronts him about it. And she's like, hey, you know, like, are you saying my ideas are spectacular, was the word that he used, or stupendous, um, because they're good ideas or because I'm your wife? And he was. He didn't really say, but kind of basically said, it's because you're my wife. And she was hurt because she was like, That hurts because I never would have thought, like, I actually thought you thought my ideas were really great. Mm -hmm. So then she realizes, oh, like, I don't really belong here, whatever. So she decides to pursue her childhood dream, which is um, dance. Mm -hmm. She starts taking on weekends. She starts taking on nights. She starts taking up all of this time that they don't have where she's at dance. Now, he needs to pick up the slack as far as the home is concerned, and it causes Because he's also traveling an hour and a half each way. Yeah, so they, they don't have live. a strain of, of distance, new work, long hours, yeah. you know, uh, extended because of, of time. And, and money. they have money problems. And they have money problems because she's no longer making the money that she was making and, and he's he no longer making. Before. Yeah, They were both balling. They were both balling. And so she, they have this heated conversation and she says, our relationship only works when I bend for mm-hmm. you. Um, and, and what else does she say? Something like, um, you, I've always adjusted what I've wanted for you and you allowed me to do that. Mm -hmm. And he 
he had this moment and I was like, first of all, I was all on the Beth train. And then he had this moment. And I was like, well, now I don't know who's right. So he responds. Basically, I don't know what part of this revisionist history you're in, mm-hmm. but that's not how I looked at it. What you're basically saying is that I you allowed me to walk all over you. And you're not even that person. You're not that woman. Mm-hmm. Where did you? When Our did that happen? Our relationship is built on you being the head of this family. Yes. And now all of a sudden, for twenty years, I walked all over right. you. Right. And it ended up being so. As I was watching, I was um, allowed. We were invited to go to the um, screening, and I watched this scene and was like, "Lord Jesus, I am Beth." And I am Randall. And Kevin is Randall. Without the ass. And somehow they have plucked moments from my life and put it in the show. And I'm rewatching this. And here's the other thing about that. Not only was it like our life exactly at the beginning of the show, their marriage was perfect. Sure. Everybody else in the show is having problems. Like mm-hmm. he's had personal problems. Sure. But their marriage was perfect. But as the time went on. Sure. The little the chinks started showing the yes. armor, which is very reminiscent of our marriage. People think, oh, it's perfect, it's perfect. But this last uh, year, uh, this last transition from both full time mm-hmm. jobs to you know full time Kevin State Studios has been a difficult transition. And it, this is like our season sure. three of Beth and Randall. Okay, so that was. I hope that was short enough. I felt long. But tell me some. So as we're watching this, what we want to do today is just kind of divulge or like talk about how you would feel as Randall, how I have felt in Beth's position. Mm -hmm. And um, if we can figure out like a path forward, the only thing that um, we were just talking about this kind of before we started, the cameras turned on. And that is that um, the writers dealt with something that is so nuanced. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we said at the beginning of the show, I don't remember. Uh, Okay. Something that's so nuanced, something that is so real. (laughs) Um, And then it was wrapped up in like a really pretty bow in the season finale. I really hope that it is something that is approached again next season yeah. because in real life, it isn't always um, um, Beth called it a door, mm-hmm. meaning the solution. Like, how do we figure this out? What is the door to get us past this moment? That always doesn't happen in real life. And even if you come to an agreement or a compromise, there still could be remnants that come up later. So I hope that this is something that comes yeah, up later. I think it's just designed to start the conversation but not show you every day the work that you have to do to sure. get to that point. Like so, they just couldn't end the season without that being resolved. Oh, I think they could have, but no, you're right. I know the writers, I know the writers were getting death threats and yeah, you, yeah. A, a, a thing like that. You have to, you have to soothe the audience to let them know it's going to be okay. I don't, you go I don't want to be soothed. Okay. So tell me, tell me what you, what are I'm gonna your, I'm going to tell you the first thing. So this season is about finding yourself, without losing your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we should focus on. Like, okay. because, the, and I think the thing that we both struggle with is finding ourselves in life mm-hmm. and how that affects your marriage. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we really struggled with is when I found my true love for stand-up comedy mm-hmm. as a as a job, right, was when I got fired. Sure. I got fired from uh, KeyBank and you just expected me naturally go find another job. Mm-hmm. Take the safe route. You just expected that. And I had never communicated to you fully what I really wanted to do because every time up until that point, entertainment was just a hobby. So our first Can I stop you? Yes. I just got a revelation. Or not a revelation, but something that we always say, and it's so true in this very moment that you're that you're talking. That revelation is the number one advice that I always give, and we always give to couples when they're getting married, is the expectation that nothing will stay the same. Mm. And um, 
also expect everything or expect everything to change and also expect nothing to change. Like both nothing of those to things. Change and nothing to stay the same. Exactly. Because both of those things can be true. And so when we first got married, I was in a position of everything will stay the same. Mm-hmm. And so I have a, a full time job you are a full-time employee and together we are people of nine to five that will climb the corporate ladder you get fired and now this is a transition for you and to me yes it's a transition but also we're going to get back in line to the plan Mm -hmm. that is nine to five Mm -hmm. everything will remain the same you'll have a new job but i mean overall the big picture is he's going to get another job Mm -hmm. and you were like yeah but no and the funny thing is that was never my plan Right. I never was going to work no full-time job my whole life. And that is you got a me messed so, up corporate America. But that's a source of contention because I have if my vision is this and yours is never. And I, neither of us actually ever vocalized that. That's what we I'm saying. We just expected it to continue the way it was going and then when that happened that's when it was like, oh, wait, you're not going to get same a job. Thing, I'm like, well, I'm going to get a job. Same thing with Beth and Randall. If And the funny thing about um, her bending comment to me, because mm-hmm. that, that's also what happens, because I'm like, oh, he's not going to get a job? Well, that's kind of different and not what I expected, but I'll bend a little bit you know, for this, and we'll make this accommodation mm-hmm. um, for this. It's not an, a compromise. I'm not really getting anything out of it. I, I recognize this is important to you. It's not really what I ex- expected, but we're going to make this accommodation. And then when Beth wants her opportunity or her turn to make like, I want to now follow my dreams and you are like, but I just won the councilmanship or whatever it's called. I'm just won the state council. Like city I council. need city council council. And so I need you to not be working nights. I need you to not be working weekends. I actually need you to support like you've always been. And she's like, nah, bro, that's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Again, that's same. And now everything is different. Oh my God. That just makes so much sense. What are you saying? Because he, in their relationship, she was always that. And what happened was somewhere along the way in her life, that normal wasn't normal anymore. Even before she got fired. Mm -hmm. Because remember, she was talking to Randall's dad and he was like, you've been playing the bass in y'all relationship, which is the backbone of of your relationship. Mm -hmm. And people appreciate that. But you need to take your turn as the solo. As the trumpet. And play the trumpet. And that's what happened in her life. And that's what happened in your life. Mm -hmm. Now, if we go back in our marriage, you remember Little Black Dress? Yes. We're in Washington. You guys may not know this. Uh, Melissa was grasping for something. She wanted to start uh, the Little Black Dress, which was a uh, actually uh, it was a business website where she was going to sell little black dresses for women. And basically the core of that was you wanted to help women. Yep. Uh, you wanted them to be able to find a dress to go out on a mm-hmm, date or mm-hmm. by themselves or whatever. What's sp- yeah. Yeah. So we bought a business license. She took a trip to LA. I just got a new thing about that. Okay. I'm going to let you finish, but I really have been circling around this idea of like kind of what I'm doing right now forever and not really like honing in on what I'm doing now. So the point of Little Black Dress was actually my Sex Me Over campaign, mm-hmm. which was my husband wants to take me out on a date. I don't have anything to wear. The only thing I have to wear are either church clothes or work clothes, mm-hmm. neither one of which is what I want to wear out on a date with my husband. Mm-hmm. I, women should have a little black dress in their closet that's appropriate for a funeral, a date night, church, a cocktail party. And that's what spawned that in. Yes. I just wanted to say I've been lost for a long time, child. That's all. Then you were selling weed for a little bit. Uh, Which was just random. I think Noah was was just in it. Y'all want to sell some weed? Yeah. All right. 
Then y'all bought some weave, and then you sold it, and they were like, "All right, we done with that." <laughs> so people kept buying the weave, and then return, and then saying, "We never got our weave." It only happened one time. Okay, but you sold weave for a little bit, um, and then um, you stopped both of those. And what I think happened with the uh, same thing that happened with Beth and you. She got laid off. Mm -hmm. She got fired. You got laid off. Mm -hmm. So now your comfort thing is now gone. Mm -hmm. And that really forced you to be like, what do I really want to do with my life? Do I really want to continue down this path or do I want to go a different way? And um, it's actually happened in our marriage a couple of times Mm -hmm. because when we first, first got married prior to the boys, you were stage manager for the plays. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that was us. I'm performing and you're working closely with me. Uh, you got Zay Zay. Oh, I have a baby. I have to take care of him. He cries. And you're like, hey, I can't go to rehearsal. I was like, why? You're like, because the baby. You're like, no, nobody care about that baby. Put him down in rehearsal. So then I feel like, dang, she can't. You know, so that changes our dynamic in my mind. But what I wanted to say, and this is the thing about Beth and Randall that I think is important. You have a thought of your life personally. You have a thought of your marriage a lot of times that thought goes unspoken. Yes. But it goes expected. I expect you somehow through osmosis to understand something I never say. And you expect me to understand something you never say. And when we don't, it causes tension because like in the show, what happens is I don't communicate my stuff clearly. I just expect you to understand me because it makes so much sense in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I want you to get on board and vice versa. And what happens is when you, because in the show, they communicate clearly. They do communicate pretty clearly. we don't communicate clearly in marriage. Mm -hmm. We, 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 I remember, I used to get so frustrated with you because you were like, we don't ever talk. You don't ever talk. This is before you figured out it was vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You just never talked to me. So I'm like, wow, I'm talking. We talk all the time. We talk every day. <laughs> so my first answer, I don't know if you remember this. I'm going to come home and plug my phone up mm-hmm. so we can talk. Right. Did that. It didn't work. No. And I'm like, man, we talking all the time. I was yeah. like, do you want to take a walk and talk? What you were really saying is you don't share your fears with me. Right. So I don't feel connected. Right. But what you actually said sure. is we don't talk. Sure. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We talk every day. We talk deep into the night. We have great conversations. Mm-hmm. But you didn't communicate clearly. Sure. And I didn't understand what you were really saying sure, sure, until sure. you really said, I need you to be vulnerable. This is how. And then I'm like, oh, you mm-hmm. want to know my deepest, darkest secrets and my fears. And that's what we had to do. And then we finally crossed that bridge. But in the shows, they communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So one thing I want to say that I saw very clearly in myself and Randall in our marriage is this. When I found stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. it was like Randall finding the city council. Okay. This is what I want to do, and I want to throw myself into it. I was performing four or five times a week in Washington and working full-time, trying to be a father, trying to take my kids to school and practice but I loved stand-up. But that now required me to leave the home on Wednesday night, or I'm sorry, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday night, pretty much every week for a year or two. This bothered you. Mm-hmm. You never really said anything about it. What is I, interesting that I just had a, a thought about, though, is that that was a bend. Because when I look back on that time, I realized that we had a discussion about, I want to do stand up. We didn't have a discussion about what that would actually look like. Mm-hmm. So I didn't fully understand what I was signing myself up for. So I ended up resenting stand up. The show that occurred on Thursdays. I don't know if I can say it, but the show that occurred on Thursdays um, in Tacoma, because it took you away from home every single 
Every Thursday. And I was at home with the kids working a full-time job. And I was working a full-time job, too, at this time. No. Yes. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Where? Before I got fired. At the... At, uh, um, uh, Boeing. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes, Time. Melissa, because when I quit and Zay Zay had little rascals, I still was working there. I know. I'm not talking about the time at Boeing. I'm talking about the time directly after getting fired. You skipped and went um, straight to there. To the end. Okay. So. I'm talking about when I found your diary. That was towards the end of that whole thing. Who brought up a diary? Nobody said that. Jill I, just I was going to. That's the part of, of the relationship I'm talking about. So wait a minute. This is an unexpected. This is an unspoken expectation because you're talking about something you know, I was talking about. What you was talking about? That you was like, I'm talking about the diary. Well, nobody brought up the diary. I was fin too. <laughs> we weren't there yet. Okay. The okay. point is okay. that before you started working full time, yes. you we did not have a discussion. No. It took you away from the house every single week, mm-hmm. and I was the person working full time, not you. Mm-hmm. And so I would come home cook do all the things and then you would leave and go to the comedy show yep now you don't want to say no no (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) but the point i was saying was i was finding myself in my life but it was causing a rift in our marriage because i didn't well that and that was the point that i was making that I didn't understand what I was all the way signing up yes. for. And you were talking about unex- unspoken expectations. Yes. So, so now re- you want to change your mind because you're like, oh, I, you, you was trying to do stand up, stand up. Like you, you, I thought you was going to do a show here and there. Right. You talking about every single Thursday. Like I didn't miss for two years, maybe longer than that. And that's just the Thursday show. Mm-hmm. I had Friday shows. I had Saturday shows. Mm-hmm. I had Sunday shows. So what and that up- will and actually by the time you started having like Friday, Saturday, whatever shows, it was um, you had started working. That's mm-hmm. when you started working at Boeing. When you weren't working at Boeing, you were just working out material mm-hmm. and you would be gone for three and four hours. You know, comedy shows. You can yeah. be gone. And um, and then I'm at work. And then the next day they're posting flyers from the event and it's you and all these girls and having a great time and cheersing up and my number one fat and oh, hashtag. Boy. Oh, Lord Jesus. When I tell you she saw these pictures, which is just me. I would. They, they were go- scantily clad women. It was like a club comedy show type thing. So they just like they were going to the club. She checked out these tag photos. Oh, Oh, so you funny, funny now. Oh, they love you. Oh, I'm your number one fan. Oh, oh Kev on groupies. Groupie group. Oh, Melissa, I, I'm your number one fan. They had a hashtag. They had a hashtag, and, and it used to drive me insane. Number one, can we step right here for just a minute? We're going to go sure, there. Okay. Sure, baby, Let me just have this conversation with y'all real quick, because I've been wanting to have it for five years anyway. And so since we're here, we're just going to stay here. Number one. Okay, let's start at number one. It is disrespectful, period, for any woman. I don't care. And I love Will Smith. I think he is fantastic. If he is standing here with his wife, I don't even want to say it because I just feel like that would be so disrespectful and I would just never do it. But the nerve to just be like, hi, I love you, yada, 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 and not even acknowledge his wife. And a lot of times that's what happens. Even when... um daddy uh randall's dad was talking about the base he was saying that it's the thing that keeps everything together Mm -hmm. and a lot of times what happens is the man gets propped up and he's the one doing all these things and he's a city councilman and look what he's doing and the wife is in the background happy to be there 
but also needs a thank you. Mm-hmm. Also needs a I appreciate you. Yeah. Because while you're out taking pictures with all these scantily clad women talking about they're your number one fan, when you came home today, there was dinner for you in the microwave that all you had to do was hit two minutes on the microwave and then it was done. I honed it. <laughs> That's the part that I think is so that that um Beth was talking about. Yes. All of these years and I've had this conversation with you. All of these years I have supported you mm-hmm. and I have bent and I have turned and I have accommodated. And this one time I like she likes dance in the show. I want to dance. I want to be a ballerina. I want to pursue my childhood dream and you were telling me I'm a councilman and I need you not to do that because you're taking up all of your time with at teaching these women how to dance. And I need you to be at home with the mom because otherwise I can't do all the things. <laughs> and this is why I was like, I am Beth. Yes. And the problem last thing. The problem is that as women, we believe that part of wifedom I just made it up, but it's a word now that part of wifedom is sacrificing to the point of unrecognizing yourself. I just made that up right now. That's good. And you know what else? We got to go to this ad. Okay. Finish. (laughs) You've been cutting me off this whole episode. I'm sorry. I do mean I apologize. And you tell me let you finish. You don't let me finish. I don't. You You know why I got amped up? No! This is why you need for women only. You just be one to talk. You don't want me to say nothing. You just want to bounce some ideas off me and shut your mouth, Cal. <laughs> you want me to trigger ideas for you and then you say the stuff and I don't get to say no things. Don't say none of the things. You've been saying all the things. <laughs> Go. Uh, one of the things about unrecognizability, I think that um, made it easier for you to do that is growing up in the military. Tell me, start over. I'm, I got lost. When you sacrifice for your husband all the time to the point of unrecognizability, that happens in, to military wives all the time. Got you. The husband goes to the field. The, the woman can never even keep a job mm-hmm. and grow her career because they're moving around. Sure. The husband's career is rising all the time. Sure, sure, sure. The woman could have a great job in this city, that city, whatever, and you can't do that. So you saw your mom do that. Mm-hmm. She can never go any further than her career, so she has to throw herself into the kids. And what happens is marriages, whether you're in the military or not, your husband does all this stuff. You remember at the bank, how fast you were rising mm-hmm. before you had the kid, uh, the Zay. When you had Zay, you, you you can't you miss work. It didn't start over again until after I had Joe. Actually, yeah. So men never have that <laughs> My problem. Next promotion was after I had I yeah. Joe. Men never have that problem. You have the kid. I miss much less work. It never slows me down. So now you see him rising, rising, rising. You end up falling, 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 mm-hmm. falling back. Now you don't even recognize yourself. And at some point, whether it's in the beginning of your marriage or much more likely later, like it was for Beth and for you, you've been doing this for 10, 15 years. You realize if I don't stop this eventually. I'm going to resent you, the mm-hmm. person. It's me not doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why Beth said, you let me. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't stop and do something that allowed me to be myself. In couples, you fall into a routine of habit. Mm-hmm. So I asked this question actually on Instagram, who was more wrong? And people are like, it was Randa because he sent that that the um, voicemail, mm-hmm. which that voicemail was cold-blooded. Uh, but also she said some pretty cold blooded things too. But what you have to understand is that they're in the space that they're in 
not because of that voicemail. No. This started years ago. Yes. And you develop a pattern and um, you fall into that role. And the pattern is he's the dreamer, he's the pursuer, and I bend and I adjust. Mm -hmm. And then you realize or you have something, some life event that happens and you're like, I don't even like this job. Or you get fired or you get laid off or you realize I am unhappy. Yep. I have been a mother my whole life. I have been a wife my whole life. I have not been Melissa. Right. So now what is it that I like? Right. And that's where you shake up. And that's what she was like. Our relationship doesn't work unless I bend. Bingo. Because what you're doing now is you're shaking. You're disrupting that pattern that you've established yes. for, you know, however long the right. length of your relationship. Yeah. Sounds like a book. Sounds like a book. So I have been reading. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor today, Audible. Good luck editing that, Josh. <laughs> um, Audible is a friend of the podcast. You guys have heard me um, talk about their services before. I absolutely love, love, love Audible. The book that I'm reading right now is Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. It is a fantastic book. Um, immediately upon picking it up, I was like, honestly, I could have uh, wrote this book because it is just really, really good. Um, what I am going to do just while we're here um, is... Uh, get my book club started i hear y'all y'all been emailing me y'all been dming me i did a question and some but like three people asked me about this book club i promise you guys i'm going to have um a more interactive book club that is coming once my website is done that will absolutely be a thing and i will have links to all of the books using um audible so that way you know why i love audible because ain't nobody got time to be sitting down and physically reading a book i just don't mm -hmm. have the time in my day and busy life to yeah. do that so audible allows me to read on the go so i can read while i'm read um while i'm cooking while i'm cleaning while i'm commuting while i'm waiting for the kids to get out of school like all of these traveling. things traveling on an airplane and um, i'm one of those people i can listen to music but also i get kind of bored with music and so i'd rather listen to either a podcast have like eight songs on your whole iphone i have a lot of songs you on have my iPhone. like three albums your your out your iphone is a beyonce live album that you never you skip every song okay Bruno Mars album, Hamilton, and like 18 random songs. And you're like, I ain't got no music. Well, you got Apple Music. I got the family plan. Download a thing or two. We got the Gonzi tapes. Download some music. You're like, man, I don't like none of this. I should I read. Never, I never say I don't like it. I'd be like, every time I get in your car, I'd be like, bruh, you have 35 songs. I have 3,000. Ain't nobody got time for that. I would much rather listen to a book because they're our sponsor. Um, or um, listen to a podcast. And um, actually, honestly, Audible has great podcasts too. So anyway, that's the book that I'm reading. If you are interested in um, downloading a book from Audible, go to audible.com slash love hour or text love hour to 500-500 and listen for a change. Again, that's audible.com slash love hour or text love hour to 500-500 and listen. Um, I will have a list of book recommendations on the website. I will have links to the Audible books um, on my website as well. And look forward to look forward to the interactive or more interactive book club. We'll be talking about the books. And of course, all of them will be available on Audible. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right. Hi. Uh, I want to say something about Beth that I saw in you. Um, Tell us. 
in their argument, she said, why did you let me? Uh-huh. And Randall said, you are self-protecting by putting that on me because you didn't have your awakening until 20 years too late. Man, that was so good. Right? In fairness, before her mean comment, that was a safe argument. They weren't mm-hmm. calling to her names. They were keeping to the, the mm-hmm. problem until she said that in between which anxiety attack. Man, and I was like. <sighs> Took her whole neck off. <sighs> I mean. Why so ruthless. So I think the that comment and this is not what I was going to say, but that comment and the Randall voicemail mm-hmm. is what happens when underlying things you push them down you push them down you push them down until you cannot push them down anymore then you say something that you mean mm-hmm. but you didn't mean to say yes you had that thought yes beth had thought about that a lot for sure randall had thought about that a lot absolutely. so we say i didn't mean to say that that doesn't mean i didn't mean it mm-hmm. you absolutely meant it it may be mean it and may I, be harsh. she said i shouldn't have said that yes i don't think she said i well, didn't that, mean yeah to it's say the same that. sentiment though I felt that way. And when Randall, even though he was right, you want to teach dance, but you're teaching a whole bunch of housewives who will never be nothing. Mm -hmm. And you calling that an awakening. You wasting time. Yeah. We ain't making no money. We got this house, blah, blah, blah. Although it was mean. Sure. He meant it. He was right. And that's part of the realization that she came to later. Right. Mm -hmm. So one problem, one issue in our marriage, and I'm going to be around. I was Randall all up and through this. I probably just never said a thing as mean as that voicemail. Don't you ever. Right. I know. I I probably won't. I hope I don't. Uh, Don't let him. What's Josh going to do? Not let you hit send. I don't text Josh before I do a voicemail. (laughs) Uh, When you were finding yourself, when you first started doing your own YouTube videos, Prior to that, when I came home from out of town, you picked me up from the airport. Mm-hmm. You were waiting. We were having the time of our lives. We watched TV, went to the movies. You waited for me. Mm-hmm. I went away. I got the money. I came back. I gave you the money. You stored it. You spent time with me. Now, all of a sudden, as you find yourself, I come back. You are in your room shooting for two, three hours. <laughs> I, by myself, I had no one to speak to. <laughs> I got an Uber home from the airport. So now something that I had been accustomed to, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily something that I wanted. I had just been accustomed sure. to you being like, here's dinner. What do you want to do? Now I come home, stove empty. <laughs> Ain't no smell like food had been made. Nope. Boys, hey, hey, you know, boys ain't cared about me in years. And now all of a sudden you got your own thing that doesn't include me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, YouTube kind of sucks. I hope you're, you get locked out of your account. Because... <laughs> For the first time in forever, time in you're forever. doing something that has nothing to do with me. Right. You don't need my help. You shoot your own videos. You're editing yourself, and you're finding yourself. And I think that's the thing about this episode in this season. Sometimes you find yourself and you lose your marriage at the same time. Mm. You become the person that you want to become, and you somehow lose the husband or wife that you had been becoming. <sighs> and the, the difficulty in marriage is becoming the person you want without sacrificing your marriage and that compromise is the delicate line we have to walk because if you don't keep the marriage and find yourself you lose a piece of yourself and if you don't find yourself and keep the marriage you lose a piece of yourself either way you're unhappy mm-hmm. that was good you Are you done talking? Go ahead, yeah i was you trying not to interrupt you <laughs> you can do you 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 go ahead baby girl what i was gonna say is that The reason why we find ourselves and lose our marriage is because we believe we lost ourselves because of our spouse. 
That's so true. You blame them. You we resent blame, them. And Beth blamed what, Randall. And that's what and Randall was, was saying. Yes. So what Randall's point was the whole time, which I thought was fair, because again, going back to this unspoken expectation, is that um, he what he said was, if you told me, this is my interpretation, mm-hmm. I would have been. Yes. But you didn't. You expected me to do it without you having to tell me, which is something you say. I know. I want you to notice it because if I have to tell you, you called it out. But if I don't notice it, you still blame me for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I never knew. Right. I literally never knew it was something that bothered okay. you. Uh, I didn't let you another way. <laughs> uh, but what happens is you want it's the it's the breakup. I want you to want to do the dishes. Yeah, yeah. I never say it. If you said it, I'd do it, no problem. But if I have to say it, then it doesn't count. But then you blame me for not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not psychopathic. I'm not reading your mind. Not psychopathic. I was whatever. like, what does that mean? I'm not a mind reader. Just yeah, whatever that word is. I'm trying to think of what professor. Psychic. I'm not a psychic. No. Um, but I get blamed for not knowing. Mm-hmm. Because in your mind, yours or mine, we are communicating so, so clearly. clearly. Clear as day. I want to bring up this story with Doughboy and Tahir that so often happens in marriage about communicating clearly and not really communicating at all. We're in New Orleans. Doughboy and Tahir have a bet. Is pickle juice a chaser? Okay. Doughboy believes that it is. It's not. Tahir says that it's I don't drink though, so I don't really know. Uh, Tahir says maybe some people do it in their house and it's like a a, a person does it, Mm -hmm. but it's not a common thing Mm -hmm. that people do. Sure. Doughboy believes that it is because he used to do it. Shout out to sobriety. He got three days left to 500. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, one day by the time this airs, two days. So what happens (laughs) is they make a bet. Doughboy says, I bet you that pickle juice is a chaser and this bar carries pickle juice as a chaser. Tahir says, bet is on. 20 bucks. Doughboy goes to the bar, says, hey, do you guys have any pickle juice as a chaser? The lady says, no, we don't carry that. We, we No, actually, the lady says, no, we don't have any. Okay. Doughboy goes back to Tahir and says, they don't have any. Tahir's like, where's my money? Doughboy's like, what do you mean, where's my money? It's like, they don't have any pickle juice. Doughboy's like, that doesn't mean they don't carry it. They just don't have it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, but the bet was they don't have it. Sure. Well, no, they could be out of anything. Just because they have it doesn't mean they don't carry it. Tahir says, was that the bet that they carried and they're out of it or that they don't have Have it? it. Well, Doughboy's fighting tooth and nail that he's not wrong because just because they have it doesn't mean they don't carry it. So they call me in to mediate because they're getting a little upset over this 20 bucks. Were they really? Yeah. Because Tahir's like, see, this why I don't bet you. Because you're always changing the thing. When it comes to this bet, this weight lean, you're going to change, change the thing, the right? Rules. Doughboy gets more upset about that. I never do that. I don't even so here's my what I asked Doughboy. I said, Doughboy, if they would have had the pickle juice, would you have won the bet? Well, of course, because they had the pickle juice. So I said, well, how does Tahir win the bet? Because if you have it, they have it, you win. If they don't have it, you say that doesn't mean it. So he actually has no, no way, way to win winning. the bet. That was good. Right? So what Doughboy was saying was the bet in his mind was do bars ever carry pickle juice as a chaser? That's what he thought they were betting. Got it. To here is betting. Does, does this, this bar have, have pickle, pickle juice? juice which is what right now today. Doughboy said. Right. So what happens in marriages is we communicate like Doughboy and Tahir. Right. We both say something that we think is very clear and the other person hears something else. Totally different. And we don't communicate very clearly and we both get mad because I'm right. Right. Because what Doughboy said was, do you have pickle juice? If you don't, if you do, I win. What he meant was, 
Are you familiar with pickle juice being, being a, a chaser, chaser, you being a bartender? Sh- yes. Which is what he should have made the bet, but that's not what he said. Sure. And in marriage, you say something and you think you're communicating one thing and you don't communicate that. And then you get mad at your partner because you thought you were communicating that very clearly. Right. So what Beth, um, when Beth uh, and Randall got into it, she said, I want you to jump out of the race, mm-hmm. which Randall said, I will do so at any time. He sure did. Right? When it comes down to it, he says, uh, she says, I want out. He says, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that that's where I think Randall made his biggest that was, mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. You know I'm all about agreements being made and breaking him. Mm-hmm. He said he would do something, and reiterated then, it. Yeah. And when he said, he I got to see it through. She almost broke. Yeah. And that's what happens in our marriage time and time and mm-hmm. time and time and time again. We think what we say is, in theory, I would do something. But when it comes down to it, why well, got these people to let down? Mm-hmm. I've been campaigning, blah, blah, blah. And, and, but that's not what you said. Yeah. What you said was, if it ever comes down to it, become down to me and you, I will back out. Mm-hmm. Luckily, later on, he did that. But in that moment, he, was, he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the... The, the the thing that's crazy about their marriage, all this stuff is happening at one time. Yeah. Right? He's finding himself in mm-hmm. the city council. She's finding herself in the dance. Their income has dropped. So they have this big house. They don't have as much money as they're used to. Mm-hmm. They've got kids that are growing up. Like, all this stuff is happening at the same time. We only had one of those things happening. And look how difficult it was for us. Yeah. And now I can see how you look at each other and like, you know what? They don't love me because... They allowed me to not be the best version of myself when it's your responsibility to find yourself and do your stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you don't do it, you get mad at me. Luckily, thankfully, I don't think you blamed me unless you did in your heart. No, I didn't. But I could definitely see how um, 20, 30 years because this is what you see, Kev. You've been able to follow your dreams for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So... Why is it, it, how can it be my fault that I haven't been? It's your fault because you were too busy doing what you could do that there was no space for me to do what I wanted to do. And that's how you blame your spouse. That's it. That's it. So. Because in order for him to chase his dream, it meant you have to dial yours back. Exactly. Because we got the kids. Got to take care of the kids. Somebody has to give. Exactly. And what happens is you think I'm giving because I'm doing all of this for us. When the truth is, I'm doing it for me. Oh, yes. The councilman for Randall thing had nothing to do with his family. No, 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 no. I lied to myself. And I'll I'll admit this. Huh? Often. Oh, yeah. And I had to have a realization with myself. I told myself I do stand-up comedy for my family. I want to take care of them. I want to put this on for them. I want to put money away for them, which is all true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the truth is, I do it for myself. I cover myself by saying I'm going to give my money to my kids and pay for the college, which I will. I hope they don't go to college. I hope they just follow their dreams and start a business. Uh, I have a college fund for these kids. Yeah, I hope you? they take it out and buy a business and start that. Forget college. I um, to, anyway. We have a debate about this. We do. We'll table it for another episode. <laughs> um, but the truth is, I remember I watched the movie Boyhood and it changed my life. The mom gave up all her dreams for her kids. Her kids grew up and moved out. Mm-hmm. And she realized her next big uh, milestone in life is her funeral and she hasn't chased any of her dreams and so I told my boys I love you say Joe but my job stand up it's going to take me out of the house mm-hmm. and I can't not do that 
I have to do it because I love it. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is curb it. I might not do it as much. Mm-hmm. I won't go on tour for three months straight because I love you and I want to spend time with you. But I also can't not do it at all because then I won't live my life the best way right. that I live my life. So the compromise is, I told Melissa, we we, we popped up on Lecrae's tour and he, he goes on tour like most everyone in the world, two, three months at a time. Mm-hmm. It's more it's more efficient. It's cheaper. It's better. Mm-hmm. All around, yeah. it's better. I say, Lisa, I speak with Lecrae. I speak with Toby. And they said, dude, like this. I ain't Lecrae's wife. You ain't Toby's wife. You better bring your butt home on Monday through Thursday. Do it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I ain't trying to be out on the road. Y'all stanking me in for two months. This is what totally happened? exaggerated. It's her. Not, that's not exactly all how I respond to him. He always does me like this. I'm really not that hood and ghetto and be doing all these motions. Grab However, air, grab but I, I do. I will do this. But what I said was, because he was like, all, what we could do is go out on the road for three months and the kids would be gone and we could just spend the whole summer, basically. And I'm like, Again, no. This is what happens with Kevin. Okay? This is what happened. This is what happens in life. Um, you said something a minute ago that triggered my mind, but I'm going to go back on this point. When I was working full time and I would ask Kevin to go to my events for my job, he never wanted to go. He's gone to one, and it was very begrudgingly. I go to Kevin's events, and if I don't, he throws the biggest fit. He wants me there. He wants me to go. He wants me to do this. And I just told him the other day, the problem with you is you believe I'm more friends with your friends than I am. Mm-hmm. So his coworkers, they're his coworkers. And he believes because he has these events and I have to go that I'm like, oh, yeah, I know these people. I love them. I, I mean, and that's no shade, no disrespect that I don't not like them. But I'm not with them 10 hours a day mm-hmm. the way that you are yeah. five days a week. Yeah. So the same way that you feel about and I'm just not that type of like people person like that mm-hmm. i don't know why it took you yeah, you should know this about me right now but you don't be knowing i don't be liking groups i don't be liking small talk i don't don't i don't want to hug don't people. say words to don't me don't say word, don't no speak words, words to me. at like, me my ears like, don't like to it. be honest i would much I rather like be it. on a stage talking to people than talking to people Hey, great speech. Ah, I don't know what you're in my space. I don't like it. Please don't talk to me. Don't hug me. Don't touch me. Like I get so like socially awkward. I'm so weird. I'm like seriously introvert until it's time to be on the stage. I am. Because There's a separation between you and the audience because there's a separation between me and the Mm -hmm. audience. So anyway, I literally just had to have that conversation. You used to hurt my feelings and I would do. And this is, again, big picture. Mm -hmm. We're zoomed in on our on us, but I'm a zoom out. So with us, I'm like. I feel like I'm always accommodating for you. I am always going to your little events. I'm all, and there was one event and you just brought it up. Don't say there was one event that he wanted me to go to. And I, I even called my sister and was like, I'm not going. And she was like, why? I was like, cause I just don't want to. This is not my friend. This, they didn't invite me. They, because you reached out to us. No, they didn't. They did. Listen to me carefully. Part of the reason that lying, cause. I ne- check my email right now, you'll you won't find an invitation. Plus one, me is you. Child by expectation. If you can invite my sister, child, you could do an, a joint invite. I don't care. I, it's disrespectful to me. That's part of the reason why on the love hour for the conference, I told and I generated the letter myself, but I told Candace, um, address the wife and not the husband. No, 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 but address her as well. Like it was so important to me because that 
all the time happens and it irks my nerves to be honest because I, it, it does because <laughs> that's the base mm-hmm. that's bending and that's not getting the the respect yeah. that is deserved upon the spouse the wife that is man she's in it too mm-hmm. even when i thought oh i'm about to get personal i mean i'm a little bit we're here we're gonna do it joshua you know about this but we're here even when uh, this is a very specific example, it just came to me right now, and I was so irritated in the moment. So this is me being transparent, Joshua. Here we go. Um, during the tour last year, um, a hashtag was started, and Melissa was nowhere. I, and not that I cared about the hashtag; I actually thought the hashtag was like super, super sweet. Child, they didn't, don't. We thought you was gonna tell. Did y'all ask that I was gonna tell? No. How long y'all been knowing me that I was going to tell? Oh, three days. <laughs> when I tell you my feelings for her, I was like, are you serious? Oh, and I don't want to get emotional, but I just got emotional a little bit. Because, and I was so irritated because I was like, number one, y'all don't even know me to like make this type of assumption about me. That's number one. But number two, for some reason, people believe, and I'm saying this gently because I don't want it to come off the way it can come off. So I really want you to hear my heart. Kevin did all of this. Mm. Look what Kevin did. Kevin didn't have a job. That allowed him to be in this space right now. When Kevin wasn't working, Melissa made sure we had a house and health insurance and dental and your eyes were working so you can get contacts and glasses. (laughs) But because those moments were 15 years ago mm-hmm. it's like and that's even when i was doing a post a, a little while ago and i was like God, i don't know where i fit in this i just feel like like where am i where do i fit where what is my role and that's where i got that propeller example yep. because i was like without that season of literally holding it down and saying these women's got it backwards if they think you're they're your number one fan and i'm the one holding it down Mm-hmm. That's why that hashtag pissed me off, which is why that hashtag pissed me off. Because it's no like, hashtag. Ain't no Bro, hashtag. Ain't, you wasn't with the shooting at the gym, the hashtag. Ain't no hashtag. Ain't no hashtag. Bar on you, cuz. You don't even know what I was hashtag. doing. Who was down here making dinner, cuz? Don't start another hashtag, period. Okay? That done. But for real though, I always feel it like It could be whatever. I always feel I always feel like the wife and the work that she does goes unappreciative unappreciative unappreciated unnoticed unnoticed unthanked Mm -hmm. it is a thankless job yes to be a wife yes to be a mother it is thankless Mm -hmm. and so when the husband and that's always why i always say i am team first wife yes part of the reason why i say that is because i know the work that i've put in to allow this moment to be here yes I know what it took. I watch behind the scenes, but while you are the reason why a husband is allowed to excel and become his fully realized self. And that's what, um, uh, no, 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 no. Even Beth was saying, I'm the one doing all the bending. Like, do you understand Mm -hmm. that you've allowed to, I want to do this now. Okay. Let me adjust this way. I want to do this now. Okay. I'm going to adjust this way. If at any point she's like, I'm done adjusting, which is why they were having the fight in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because the moment I say no more, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I am done adjusting. I want things to be like this. You now have to come to a halt. Right. And that's the thanklessness. Absolutely. It's funny because I, I, I thank you. Right. I know. No, no, and, no. I, I know. Okay. I know. I thank you. And, and I, I know that's not Joshua. what you're saying. I'm being clear. <laughs> but the world, that's the fans. That's Kevin State Studios, the employees. They reap the benefits of work done before they even met me. Exactly. When I was figuring out how to be funny on stage with no money, you were watching. Well, y'all had a $15,000 credit card bill. 12500 Let's not exaggerate. Oh, no. You get to exaggerate. I'm exaggerating. We're rounding up to $20,000. credit card. But before. And who was paying it? Oh, y'all's was this. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, I had like $3 in YouTube. We did. (laughs) (laughs) They did pay. Actually, and I made a point. I was like, I'm not paying that. Yes, I I was there. Um, But what happens is uh, nobody knew that. Nobody knew. Before I was Kevin on stage, Mm -hmm. I was just coming to the stage, Kevin Fredericks. And Melissa was at home. And Melissa was at home with Diaper One. And barely potty barely trained pr- to train to peeing on the ground. Well, my penis, I cannot control it. <laughs> it's everywhere. What's for dinner? Like I, I've that's never been the one to cook dinner or ever. None of that. That's just not my testimony. Amen. I thank God for Kev, Uber Eats and Uber Eats and listen, Postmates. It got that's so bad at one point. Literally, you guys, I, I kid you not. Kevin told me he wanted to be Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. And came home with this story and literally said to me, you know, Tyler Perry was homeless before he made it. <laughs> I ain't finna live in no car. No, that ain't my testimony. Not, what I said was that'll never be my testimony. I not what you saying we should be homeless. No, you were alluding to it's about to get much worse before it gets better. And I'm actually I'm here for better or for worse. But what I'm not here for, for is two able, educated <laughs> bodies. Talking about we're homeless. Nah, bro, I work at McDonald's first. Because one thing I have never been afraid of mm-hmm. is getting a job. No I just threw, and I mean three weeks ago, threw out my work clothes. Because I was holding on to them on the just in case. Mm-hmm. Like, the real. Kevin, I, we wasn't going. It wasn't working. I was like, Jesus. I don't I'll this get another work. job. I don't think me and Kev going to make it through this path. Like we, I might have to get another job. You know what's funny though about that? That was just you bending again. Oh, absolutely. I will sacrifice my dreams. Absolutely. So Kevin can continue to travel. The boys can have stability. I'll go back to my regular job and health insurance. To the point where I literally, I remember texting my old coworker. He was like, oh my God, I got a new job. And I was like, oh, for real, where? Hmm. They got a sales or no? I didn't know that. Yeah, that you know what else dream. though? Part of that could have been you being afraid of this too. It's twofold. Um, part of it, well, the only reason why I say no is because this was before the conference. What do you mean? This is before thick planning of the conference. The conference, I believe, was God saying, let me get this child something to allow so her to have some purpose. Bugging me, crying every night. Because if dang, she take this little love doesn't have hush. purpose, she is going to go back to work yes and i kid you not i was going to i'm aware i was living in the house with you i was like like we had conversations where i was like for this tour i won't go oh my god you broke my heart i won't i know he was not here for it but i was like on some for real for real i won't go 
You, no, no. You said I don't want to go. Well, I meant that too. You can do this without me. You, you don't need me. Just do your little comedy show. Let me say all that. Oh, joke, joke. Ha ha. He he. He lying. Kiki. It didn't go down like that. Do you love me? Are you riding? Would you never ever leave from the side? <laughs> because, but uh, in real life, I absolutely was like. I won't go. I yes. don't want it. Whatever the words were, the bottom line was I wasn't going to be on this tour. You know what, though? I just thought about something. So towards the Which end would have the- led to resentment, by the way. Abs- oh, my God. Resentment. <laughs> Randall and Beth, the uh-huh. neat bow at the end was he was willing to and had looked into resigning from city council. Yes. At the same time, she had the res- realization that she wanted to teach children with potential with her own you know, build her own, build her her own, own dance studio. studio, which is your love hour conference. Uh, her compromises. She said, I'll do that in Philly so we can be together. Mm-hmm. His compromise was he was willing to lose his job. Mm-hmm. Our compromise was the tour will be uh, the love hour will be shorter mm-hmm. and I'll take more time off from the road afterwards. The, 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 the thing you have to do in your marriage, you have to find the door. That's what they had yes, to find. Such a great analogy. Such a great analogy. They were talking about how they were in an escape room and they were lost and they had to find the door and it was their way out. And she wasn't seeing the door. So whatever it is in your marriage, um, I got to tell you about it. I forgot. Uh, whatever it is in your marriage, you have to find a way that you can find yourself and keep your marriage. Right. And that is not always easy. Mm-hmm. That was what was difficult for us. We didn't have this is us to be a guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually happening at the same time this season was happening. Yeah. And maybe watching the show would have helped us. Um, but I realized that at some point, if you lose yourself in your marriage, you lose your marriage and yourself. So true. And that's where I think people can, you know what? The reason I cheat is because this person reminds me of what I wanted to be. You remind me of when I was young. You speak to me. You thank me. You make me feel like my husband hasn't made me feel in years. Mm -hmm. And that could have nothing to do with whether he says or not. It's you're not seeing me Mm -hmm. as my full self. Mm -hmm. You're not allowing me to express my dreams and chase those. Somebody else can come and just encourage me. And now I feel like, oh, you see me. You get me. So how do you recommend or what what do you see in real life? Because their real life was, their real life door was to move. Yeah. Okay. So in normal circumstances not necessarily um i'm talking principles mm-hmm. so like zoom all the way out and what are principles that will allow people to get out of this space i think one you have to say one thing i think the characters did a good job of is along the way acknowledging their faults which i think is much harder in real life marriage mm-hmm. uh randall although he wild out he always was like here's why i wild out i'm willing to go back that's the one part of the argument part the other thing is to say, what do I see for myself and how much of that will make me satisfied, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. within a marriage? Yeah. So as a comedian, the best scenario business-wise is I go on tour for three months, mm-hmm. right? As a husband and father, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So my compromise to myself and my family is I'll go on tour for eight months or six months and that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's more taxing. It's more expensive. But in order to have my dream and my family and wife, this is the setup for okay. me. Yours was, I think, I want to do the conference. And I want to do the conference with me as the lead with my team. Mm-hmm. Not me, Kev- Kevin, saying, oh, let me have, I, I got a boy that does this. I got a homegirl that does that. Even if they can do the same thing, You, what was important to you was, let me do this vision with my team as I see fit mm-hmm. because that ownership is what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was important in the show is 
Beth felt valued at her job. She was good at her job. Oh, you talked about She this. lost her job mm-hmm. and she lost that value. Remember one day you snapped at me at soccer. I'll never forget it. You were so good at your job and I never saw you at work. Mm-hmm. So at your job, you're killing it. They want to give you raises and bumps and people come to you when they can't figure stuff out. You never forget anything. You always hold it down. I don't know how good of an employee you are. I mean, I know you're great at everything, but I don't know nothing about your aerospace job and how you, you contracts administrate well. When you lost that job, you lost those people praising you and you lost that feeling of value. Mm-hmm. So not only you're not you're missing value, now you're going into a different space where you're not as confident mm-hmm. in entertainment because you don't know that as well mm-hmm. as you know aerospace. Now you're brilliant and intelligent, mm-hmm. but you don't do this every single sure. day the way I do. There's other people on the team who do it every day. So now that value, even if you kept your job, you still don't know entertainment, but you'd had two losses, sure. new field and loss of value. Mm-hmm. So I needed to value you even more mm-hmm. to help that transition. One thing you said in the show, when Randall told J1, this is my wife mm-hmm. and I'm doing it because this is my wife. You were like, see Kev, that's what I was looking for. And I'm like, who was I going to say that to? <laughs> When, when was this going to happen where I could say stuff to somebody? But this is a good point, though. I you I, a wife always wants. I'm saying always, but there's always exception to the rules, so don't be in my inbox. I'm like, I don't want that. Generally speaking, a husband to protect her. Yes. That's always important. Mm-hmm. Even when um, Lauren London just lost Nipsey Hustle. Hustle. Um, one of her things was my protector. My That's sanctuary. A, my sanctuary, my protector. That is so important. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be respected. Yes. So it is just as important to validate as it is to say, girl, I don't know if that was a good idea. Be- and that's why that's why I think she ended up turning to dance. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you to coddle me. Right. I don't want you to pander. I want you to say, that's a good idea because it's a good idea. Right. I don't want you to say that's a good idea. And because you're my wife, it's a good idea. Even though in reality, if someone else said, I would have been like, maybe that's not such a good idea. Right. I think that's totally fair because that's and all And that's about- the value you get. Sorry. Um, that's the value I would get at work. Mm-hmm. Because at work, even if I came and I was like, I think that we should do this. And they would be like, well, let me tell you why that's not a good idea. And I might be like, Oh, okay. Or I would be like, I don't care what y'all say. Y'all are wrong. And I still think my idea is good. That's how but I always, I know. And that's I, the woman I know. And that's how I'll be talking. I don't care what you say. I know that Low shit. Low key at work. They'd be like, I'm me just like this all the time at work. But what happens is that, um, if it's mutual respect. Yeah. I know that when I say something and it is good, I can trust that you believe that it's good. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have someone tell me, uh, girl, nah, than yes, and you really thinking, girl, nah. Because then I yeah. don't know where you actually stand. Right. And there is value in being told no. And honesty. And honesty. Yeah. And that's what Sterling, um, his name is Randall, was missing. Well, he's, I mean, I met him, so I call him Stir. You know. <laughs> um, I think that's so important, too, because I think um, it has, it's so interesting because, like, the um, you have a lot of great ideas and we go back and forth. Um, you actually have way more good ideas than bad. I'm trying to think of something you have that's a bad idea where I was like, nah, let's wait and do that. Um, <laughs> but you never want to tell me and I always be like, no, tell me for real though. No, I tell you, you just don't listen because you always want to be right. So when I tell you, be like, I hear you, but nah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Josh, no. 
Oh, I know. Um, actually, it's more about you. Everybody on the team sees your potential. Mm-hmm. Everyone oh. but y'all. Look at you getting uncomfortable and sweating. Let me drink a little bit of water. I'm thirsty. Four women only. Melissa speaking to women about women without the face of Kevin. Okay, you should be doing this on your own. You always want to feel valued until we tell you you are great on your own. You should do this on your own. You should do this conference. Oh, I need Kevin. I need him. I security like I don't want to do him. Yeah, me. <laughs> we just came from a meeting, right? TV producer, friends of ours. They signed on for the conference. Signed on for the conference. Want to develop a show idea. I pitched them a show about Melissa. Everybody in this room is loving it. Melissa, I don't know about that. I, you know what I'm saying? I got, got to have kids. I'm going to have them. Got to have them. I got a new protector. I need them a safety blanket. Sometimes that safety blanket can suffocate you. No, I don't disagree. And you have to get out from my shadow mm-hmm. because who you are reaching has nothing to do with me. You think them people may have You're followed you. You're not about you. to turn this to an encouragement of No, I'm, I am absolutely. No, we're about to change that. You subject. are using a parachute. A parachute used too early is dangerous. Mm, that was a good analogy. And you Kat. are using me as a parachute the moment you jump out the plane. You have to get into the right zone for a parachute and you just, oh, I'm going to pull it. No, that's wrong. Mm. There's some part of your life that you were activating without me. When you were teaching at church, you did that before you even met me. You were theme speaking pastor and first lady saw that in you prior to ever meeting me. And prior to me being kept on stage, you were activating that mm. stuff. So now you got, I met me and I become this big personality and that had nothing to do with you. I wasn't kept on stage at church when you were speaking and teaching women and marriage conference and Sunday school that had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. So now I done got big and you're like, well, let me just hide in the shadows. Nah, get off me. <laughs> you got to <laughs> do your own thing. Well, you don't do because like that. I'm there to help you, but I can't hold you back. Yeah, but don't hold... do me like that again. That's what you be doing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that they did so well in the show and we kind of alluded to it, but have not like clearly said mm-hmm. Is clear communication, not just communication. Absolutely. Clear communications of thoughts, ideas, and meanings. Yes. So not just like high level. We talked about this one time in, um, I think when we had um, the therapist on, I can't think of her name right now, Nicole, um, on the show. And she was, we were talking about, we want to have a conference. That's like a very high level thought. Mm -hmm. Um, but my understand or my interpretation of I want to have a conference is a thousand people. Your interpretation of I want to have a conference is five thousand people, and we don't even know where there is a misunderstanding brewing. Yes. So and it to is, us, that's both scratching the surface. Yes. My and my ambition and your ambition were totally different numbers. Yes, and and it can go even deeper next year, this fall. Wait, what? Mm. So I think that is a lot of times going back to no, your I said next fall. Well, I'm, as an yeah, example, I'm just... one of the things that I think is so important is that you communicate not high level thoughts, but detailed thoughts. One thing you communicated really clearly to me. Oh, I got a good one. Tell us. This is a good one. Tell us right now. You are setting up the conference. Okay. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. I call in a favor from a friend. Mm-hmm. I present this to you list. This is going to make your life easier. I think you were going to be like, oh, thanks, husband. You're showing, showing me that showing me that you believe in my dream mm-hmm. and you want to help support my dream. Much to my chagrin, you're like, I don't want you to help. 
I don't need you to take this over. So I'm like, forget you then. Do it all by yourself. I ain't never going to help you again. Right? Which is Randall. I'll never speak again. I'll never joke. <laughs> I'll never again. eat chips again. <laughs> I, hate, eat, I hate nachos. I'll never eat nachos again. What you were really communicating was, I want to own this mm-hmm. because I need something of my own mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You have your stuff of your own. I need your support. Yes. But I don't need you to take over because mm-hmm. if you take it over, it may get done correctly, fast, efficient, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But it just becomes another thing you've done mm-hmm. as opposed to something that I've done. And the same way Beth wanted to open her dance studio and do it her way. You wanted to open up the love. Uh, I mean, you want to do the love our conference and do it your way. And you need my help for comedians or ideas and blah, blah, blah. So when we had that conversation, I initially told you, OK, that's fine. I'll step back. Tell me when you need me. Mm-hmm. At first, you took offense to that. Right, you were like, "Oh, here he go." Because the way you said it. Because the way you, I said, I was a little upset. Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. You would say just like that, but it's fine. Oh, but I want to make this stuff look good I for know. the podcast. I always talk like this, and when you be, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll I'm me, humble servant. Okay, I took my hat off, ma'am. I do what you want me to do when you so want me to annoyed. do it. I do declare, I help you when you help it. Uh, but that's what I said. Mm-hmm. My tone said something different. But later on, you were like, you know what? That is what I need you to do when you need when I need your help yeah. and support. Be there to bounce off ideas, suggest, but I reserve all veto rights and power and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you had an artist budget for whatever it was. And I was like, you're probably not going to spend that. Mm-hmm. And here's where I can help. Mm-hmm. I can tell this person to do it for this. You know, you end up paying a certain person more than yeah, they okay, had to you do. Did. No, I didn't. But I respect it because I would have done the same thing. Right. But what I think we needed to do was fall into those roles mm-hmm. where you are the lead mm-hmm. and I'm the support, where in generally you've been the lead mm-hmm. and I support. And every team should have a leader and support. One thing we did really well at ADD in some things, you're the leader and I follow you and mm-hmm. I'm a PA. Some productions, you're the lead mm-hmm. uh, or I'm the lead and you're the PA. Mm-hmm. And we both need to play those roles. So in the love hour, I am what you've been to me. Mm-hmm. I'll help. I'll do this. Let's plan. Let's budget. Let's, you know, like, you know, brainstorm ideas, but you need to be the owner of this project yeah. in Airtable or Slack or Google drive. Google drive. I prefer. Um, okay. Did you have any other thoughts? No. Did we cover everything? We covered enough. We covered enough. I think this is what leads people to divorce. I do too. I think, I think because we blame you, mm-hmm. I They're, lost myself. Yeah. What you're really saying is I found myself and I lost the marriage part because those two things couldn't be congruent anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be the wife I've always been but and you, the person I wanted to be. Right. But I, I think we have to be careful. I just want to really, really quickly Analogy. want to be careful that we don't mistake finding yourself for automatically losing your marriage no i think you have to do the work to do to maintain both and i think if you find yourself either in a randall if you find yourself in beth or if you find yourself in what i am saying the first thing you have to do before you even talk to your spouse is have a conversation with yourself yeah you have to understand this is how I feel and not just like, I feel like I lost myself because it's like, okay, well go find it girl. What you want to do? Like you have to be clear about like, this is all of these years you have done this and I'm not blaming you, but I have bended and allowed you to do those things. And I'm at a point where I realize I am unhappy. And because I am unhappy, I want our dynamic is going to shift and change because I want to pursue X, Y, and Z. And I need your support to do that. Bingo. But you can't just be like, 
I'm, I'm not doing this no more. And all of a sudden I'm doing this and I'm switching gears. And we haven't even had a baseline conversation that we are changing. Yep. And that's where friction comes from. And honestly, you'll fast track a divorce that way. Yes. What Beth was saying was, I need you to support me the way I supported you. Yes. I need you to take over and help with the kids the way I did when you worked the job. And I took the back seat. Mm-hmm. I need to take the front seat for a while. And I need you to take the back seat to support me. Mm-hmm. And you know, the cop out they were trying to do was with their mom. Mm-hmm. Hey, mom, you help with the kids. That solves one of our problems. And then they couldn't have that. Right. So now they had to do something where they both actually, they both didn't lose a little. No. Right. But in real life marriage, that's not a perfectly bold TV show ending. You might have to mm-hmm. lose a little piece of something. And that's actually what happened in our life. Yeah. I had to lose the tour in the traditional sense mm-hmm. in order to maintain the family. Right. And uh, I don't know what you lost. What? Oh, I think you got everything you wanted. Hello? The conference. Uh, the point is that crazy clear communication <laughs> is, um, I think that's the baseline. And like very clear, articulate mm-hmm. conversation with your spouse. Do not, like this is my own personal advice, but we do this just for entertainment. If you need an actual therapist, go find one. Uh <laughs> Um, my my real life advice is to be clear about what you want mm-hmm. before you go have a conversation with your spouse. Yes, be clear about what you feel like you've lost. Don't blame because it's really not their fault. Again, you just establish these roles and this dynamic, and you just fall into place. If the if if our dynamic is Kev is the star and I'm supportive, I, we're just always going to follow that. No matter where mm-hmm. we are, that's always going to be what we do. And if, the, as an example, the conference, I have to have a conversation that says, hey, so I know this is like typically what we do, but like this time around, this is what I'm thinking. Yep. So that way we don't fall back into that same dynamic. And now I'm irritated. And can I say pissed? Okay. Pissed uh, TF off. Um, and now I'm pissed off because we've fallen into this, this dynamic where I'm like clearly wanting to reject it. Yeah. And so I think for women, we just, ne- and so again, that's what I was going to do. I was like, I'll just find another job. It's me falling back into that same dynamic. Yes. It's um, with, if Beth would have said, fine, whatever, you can do this. I'll just, you know, t- give up on my dream again. It's falling back into that same dynamic. So you have to be clear about what you want. Be clear about what you want to yourself and then have that conversation with your spouse because you that transition, you can lose your marriage Mm. and you don't have to, but you just have to do it right. Right. I don't need to be the star and you the sky. One of us gets to be the sun and the moon Mm -hmm. and we take our turns to shine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. do you have anything else? Y'all, didn't like, y'all don't want to put that as a tweet, ground. I don't care if I use it last week. It still fit, cuz. Put it in there in the story, Serena. I don't care. I liked it twice. <laughs> Do you have any other words, Kevin? Nah. Okay. Um, I think this was a fantastic episode. The, uh, the episode... Um, the R&B episode of This Is Us was absolutely fantastic. It was really, really, really good. I hope we were able to, like give our thoughts on it all in yeah. all i do have one thing i want to say okay don't eat all the cheese off the chips <laughs> i'm definitely that person <laughs> and i actually gave you some shrimp today <laughs> you guys can't lose yourself in the movement the moment you better <laughs> not never ever let it go, go. 
You only get one shot. Do not, Do not miss your, your chance, chance to blow. Because opportunity comes once in a, a lifetime. lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is twice we've mentioned that Eminem song. <laughs> it's a great song. Man. It is. Okay, that's it for Road This Time. All right, cuz. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us on today's Love Hour. Um, we are officially in the month of April. The Love Hour conference registration will be dropping this month. I just confirmed two more speakers. Today. Today. I'm so excited. I only have, we have like two possibles and then two more speakers that right. need to be confirmed. And then we are done. We will have the flyers out here shortly and registration will drop this month. I'm so excited. If you're not on the love our mailing list you absolutely should join we're going to start sending out correspondence this week um just text love hour to 555-888 that's love hour 555-888 um i think that's it we are going to do next week probably what? next week is going to be the love hour conference episode yes it will yeah no that no. that's hawaii's next week isn't it Okay, I lied. Um, in two weeks. Dang, That's crazy. Yes. Oh, my body ain't ready. I'm going to be there, though. He's going to get the body. The beach going to get whatever body I give exactly. it, Exactly. Um, so um, in two weeks, we will have a full episode dedicated to the Love Hour um, conference. We will discuss the topics. We will discuss the speakers. And then registration will drop shortly thereafter. So... Yes, very much. I'm very much excited. I'm very, very, very much excited. Um, please make sure that you join the Love Hour mailing list. Again, that's Love Hour 2555-888. And I think that's all the church announcements that we have. That's it. Bye. Bye.